This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls of Thin. Welcome to my podcast, everybody. I hope you guys are having a lovely Tuesday. It's kind of warming up a little bit outside today. You know, it was, it's been cold, but it's going to go right back to the cold, y'all, because it's going to rain by the end of the week. We're going to be freezing again. But uh, it's beautiful outside today. I hope y'all having a lovely Tuesday. So, um, yeah, no, I come on here. I talk about me for a little bit and then I, you know, go into my topic. Uh, so, uh, I was outside today. I was staying outside. Waiting for my Uber Eats. I got Mod, by the way. Mod is a pizza place and I got my pizza with no meat on it. And I got my no-name cake. Girl, I slap a few people for that no-name cake. That no-name cake tastes so good. Even though I low-key think it's something else. I mean, it low-key looked like a ding-dong. Like a big old giant ding-dong. But it's called no-name cake. Um, So I was standing out there because I was just thinking about mental illnesses and, and people committing suicide and, and stuff like that. And I just got this strange feeling about the air blowing, okay? Hear me out. Y'all gonna know where I'm going. If you have not watched this movie before, it's called The Happening. I think it's on HBO Max. Um, I don't know. Just look it up in Google, and Google will tell you what uh, apps it's on. I know the last time I watched it, it was on HBO Max. Um... There's a movie called The Happening. And in the movie, what happened is, is that it becomes a thing where the air blows to where it becomes a thing where people commit mass suicide. I know it's a dark thing to think about, but with all that's considered, there's several people who have committed suicide recently. Um, and it has me thinking, is it that contagious? Um, we don't talk about mental health here a lot, but y'all do realize I took a break on Thursday and I'm going to talk about why I took a break on Thursday. I took a break on Thursday one, because I was having a moment. Um, usually when it's that time of the month, and this is to let men know that during the time of the month, some women suffer from depression and anxiety, um, a period can trigger depression and anxiety so for guys out there y'all say oh it's just your period no sometimes it can make something that you already have worse okay um i have severe anxiety and i found it a little bit i started to have a severe anxiety about old doctor who episodes like classic doctor who episodes so it, it happened like what four in the morning this morning I'm weaning off, by the way. I'm weaning off of it, but like it's like the days after I'm weaning off of it, I have that little moment where my anxiety gets bad and it scares me. I had that happen to me the last time this happened to me. I'm gonna be honest with you because I, I do have a little PTSD from my period the last time because last time my period was on, I got really sick. Um, and so I watched some movies that I didn't know was going to trigger my anxiety. Um, I did not know that the movie, uh, the United States versus Billie Holiday was going to trigger me. 
Um, not, but I mean, not, the movie brought me to respect Billie Holiday more, even though I love Billie Holiday anyway. But it brought me to respect Billie Holiday more. But it started making me feel anxiety and depression for her. So last night before I went to bed, um, I was watching a countdown talking about Doctor Who uh, companions and how they left. Yeah, that's how it happens. And I'm going to be honest with you, this is not the first time Doctor Who has triggered my anxiety. The first time is when Bill got turned into a Cyberman, okay? The last season, Capaldi was the doctor. Bill got turned into a Cyberman, and Bill looked like somebody I was really close to. And I felt some kind of way about it. And then this whole thing was going on with um, Wambie. You know, the guy that got killed in North Korea because he went to a room he wasn't supposed to go to in North Korea. They got brought me anxiety about that and I couldn't sleep for a whole week. Um, So Doctor Who brought on anxiety again. But it was like, it was a list on YouTube. They were talking about a list on YouTube. So I didn't think it was going to be something that would bother me. And what bothered me was what happened to one of his companions. Like some of his companions had awful endings. Um, I don't know if you're a Doctor Who fan. I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. Uh, but I was triggered. I was triggered by that. And I was triggered by an image of, of, of somebody being half Cyberman and half person. And they were shooting like they were about to die. I was triggered. Now, it wasn't that trigger. I taught me out of it. Because like I said, I'm winning off that time of the month. And there's like a window with that. Y'all know two days from now, we're going to be out of the Mercury retrograde. But we still have the post-shadow. They say pre-shadow is post-shadow. Um, that's after the Mercury retrograde. So you're still going to have a taste of, of what's going on. Um, but I kind of see my period as, uh, you know, there's PMS. And there's the last part of PM. PMS is premenstrual cycles is, is premenstrual syndrome you know when you start getting hormonal and your hormones and your estrogen goes up well there's also another part of it that's pms and that's the after the cycle and that's post and i'm going through my post so i just i woke up four o'clock in the morning had anxiety had to play a game had to watch videos of people packaging their products yeah, that's so Virgo to, to be calmed down by people organizing stuff. <laughs> and I calmed down, I relaxed, and I went back to sleep. And I felt better. Uh, but it brought upon a dream, a weird dream. I think I was in Europe. I'm not quite sure. But I was, like, held in containment for something I did in Europe or something that me and a group of people did in Europe and we were in trouble and then we were awarded for it afterwards. And it was like, I think we were all musicians or artists or singers and stuff like that. And I was like, what the hell kind of dream is this? We're going to talk about this dream later on. Uh, well, not later on this podcast, but we're going to talk about this dream again sometime soon. I'm just going to have a segment for my dreams uh, but I just want to get through, you know, I just want to talk about, you know, of course, the accomplishment of Gabriel Morgan. Uh, but I was just thinking about how this suicide thing has become a thing. And it was crazy because 
um, my mom was talking to me and I told her, I sent her a text message and I said, I have PTSD for the last time my time of the month came on because the last time my time of the month came on, I got really sick and my temperature went up to 102.5. Um, ever since then, even when I go to the door and get my freaking Uber Eats, I go to the door with the mask on. I'm that paranoid now. That's how paranoid I have become. Um, my mom was like, you know, you have to understand you can't let stuff get to you. You can't let stuff get in your head. You can't let stuff bother you. Um, you know, people are dying. It's not just people committing suicide. People are so stressed out during these times to where they're coming up with conditions. Um, like um heart conditions uh, uh diabetes hypertension you get high blood pressure when you're always tension tense and you always up and at them you get sick from stuff like that you know and then if you get too stressed you end up with lupus in the black community i don't know if y'all know this because nick cannon has lupus and in the black community is known you can get really stressed to the point to where you could get lupus Lupus is not a contagion. Lupus is something you get when you get extremely stressed. And I never forget when, when they were talking about cancer. And I never forget my aunt saying the reason people have cancer. Part of the reason that you get sick is because of stress. So mental health is, a, is very important. And I found myself having an episode over the week. I did have an episode. I'm not going to sit up here and act like it wasn't an episode. Yes, it was caused by my period. I don't normally have episodes like that because normally I just let shit go. But I had one over the week. I got the answer to what I was looking for. And then I started thinking to myself, why it took you so damn long to answer somebody like a normal person? Some of y'all are being assholes when that's not what we need. Y'all want to play tough love. When nobody needs tough love right now, we need gentle love. There are people out here who are sick. People out here who are, who, who are committing suicide because y'all want to play the tough love game. And then when they die, your fucking black asses want to sit up here and say, well, you got to take care of your mental health. Well, how can you take care of your mental health if you can't go to the people that's supposed to be your family? I can't come to you and say, I'm having problems. I'm having issues. I'm having a mental health situation. You over here think every goddamn thing fight. It's hilarious. And it was crazy because I'm going to talk about this again. One of my Instagram friends, Jodis, she posted a, 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 a pictures of black men having mental breakdowns on the internet, and y'all thought it was funny. Y'all thought it was hilarious. Granted, the Tyrese one I thought was fake. I'm sorry. But the Kanye West one, and I forgot the other part, the third person that she posted, third black man that she posted, those were real. And y'all thought it was hilarious. That tough love shit is old. 
We're not built for that. tough love on people who are already having it rough. Two people who have passed from committing suicide, you would never thought they would be in the situation they were in. Never thought. Chelsea Chris. Never thought. Ian Alexander Jr., never thought. You think because they're privileged, because they're beautiful, you think because they always have their stuff together, that they don't suffer from anything. It's hard. It's not easy. And y'all have to understand, it's not always drugs. Every time something happens to a celebrity, I always hear people say, yeah, they were on drugs. It doesn't matter. You know what caused people to do drugs? Depression and anxiety. Y'all ain't just thought this hard shit and start being more gentle. And if you want people to be considerate to your mental situation, be considerate to somebody else's mental situation as well. Not answering them when they're asking you a question about business is disrespectful. I am not your enemy. I'm nobody's enemy, okay? We gotta do better. Y'all so busy making money that y'all don't realize that you're fucked up. That money don't love you back. That mansion doesn't love you back. That car does not love you back. That Pomeranian is trying to figure out what the hell is doing in your house. I suggest everybody take a mental. Take a day. I'm going to be honest with you. This is why I didn't do well in the workforce. My mental could not take it. 
it was you got to keep on moving keep on going you can't take a mental day that should be a requirement for now on that people should be able to take a mental day take a day to get yourself together to breathe to relax get your hair done get your nails done get your get your get get you know get a facial everybody needs a day of rest and everybody needs to take time to take care of themselves so they can be greater than they were before. This is serious. This, this suicide thing is becoming a thing to where I feel like it is an air contagion. It's not okay. Okay. Everybody be pretending like everything's okay. It's not. Stop living life for the ground. Stop sitting up there living life on social media. Stop making it seem like everything's perfect on TikTok. It's not. We're all human and we all make mistakes. And you know another thing, another sign that you have a mental illness is gaslighting. People do some messed up shit when they're lonely. I'm just saying. Um, with that being said, you know, I just want to just address this. I don't know what the, the guy who was in The Walking Dead, I don't know what he passed away from, but he was around my age too. All these people are around my age. I know why. I know why, but one thing I would tell people, the one thing, if you want to get out of mental illness, I know there's a, a, a thing going around with Rihanna where she's telling you to pretend that's part of it. But the other part of it is when you're pretending, you got to come home and unpack your issues. You got to take a break and deal with what your problem is as well. Yes, you can pretend like oh, everything is okay. But when you're done pretending, you got to go home and you got to become who you really are. And you got to sit there and figure out what the problem is and why you have this problem. Y'all take care of yourself. You're the most important thing in this world. I don't know. Nobody ever told y'all that, but you are the most important thing on this God green earth. Okay. Nothing has value unless you make it valuable. And you are the most valuable thing. Everybody's the most valuable thing. To the oldest of the old, to the youngest of the young, you add value. So I just wanted to address that. I wanted to talk about that because I'm just noticing this as a person. People are dying to be perfect, but we're in a pandemic. Nothing is perfect. And this is coming from a Virgo. Y'all know we love perfection. Nobody is perfect. We're all perfectly imperfect. Um. So today, my Black History Month topic is Garrett Morgan. Um, 
this man right here, he's extraordinary. He invented so many things without a lot of the things that he invented. When I tell you the uh, when I tell you that Dr. Gladys West and the GPS system saved my life, this man has saved my life too. I'm a, the reason I'm bringing him up, he is so important to our society. He contributes so much to our society that we don't even know it. We we don't realize how he has contributed to our society. It's the same thing when I was talking yesterday about Dr. Gladys West, which I still don't feel like my podcast is good enough to explain how extraordinary that lady is. Um, This man right here. He's incredible. He's incredible. Um, he he invented the gas mask. He invented the gas. He invented the stoplight. That's why I say, you know, maybe if y'all knew in DeKalb County that the, the, the that the stoplight was invented by a black man, maybe y'all start stopping at the red light because y'all be sitting up here killing each other driving. We're going to be talking about Garrett Morgan. This man is extraordinary. He's amazing. He's incredible. Shout out to all my young black inventors out there who are working with technology and science to become Garrett Morgan and Dr. Gladys West. These people are extraordinary. So we're going to be talking about Garrett Morgan, but first let's get a word from our sponsors. The article today is coming from the website thoughtco.com. It says the biography of Garrett Morgan, the inventor of the gas mask. Garrett Morgan was an inventor, a businessman from Cleveland who was best known for inventing a device called the Morgan safety hood and smoke protector in 1914. The invention was later dubbed the gas mask. He's known for an invention of the safety hood, early gas mask, and mechanical traffic signal. Born March 4th, 1870, 1877, sorry. He was born March 4th, 1877 in Claysville, Kentucky. Parents, Sidney Morgan and Elizabeth Reed. He had up to a sixth grade education, y'all, so... Education is outside the school system. You know, you got to be willing to get your education outside the school system as well. You'll learn to talk. I mean, I know the lady we talked about yesterday, she continued to get her education in college and and, 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 and stuff like that. But he only had a sixth grade education. That's what made him a genius. The son of a formerly enslaved man and woman, Garrett Augustus Morgan, was born in Claysville, Kentucky on March 4th, 1877. His mother was of Native American, Black, and White descent. Her father was a minister named Reverend Garrett Reed, and his father was half Black and half White, the son of the Confederate Colonel John Hunt Morgan, who led Morgan's raiders in the Civil War. And I, we ain't going to talk about race really that much, but I'm going to tell you, a lot of black people are mixed up with that. So this is not 
too far-fetched and it's very common, we don't talk about that. Garrett was the seventh of 11 children and his early childhood was spent attending school and working on family farm with his brothers and sisters. While still a teenager, he left Kentucky and moved north to Cincinnati, Ohio in search of opportunity. Although Morgan's formal education never took him beyond elementary school, he worked to give himself an education. Hiring the tutor while living in Cincinnati and continuing his study in English grammar, in 1895, Morgan moved to Cleveland, Ohio, where he went to work working as a sewing machine repairman for a clothing manufacturer, teaching himself as much as he could about sewing machine, machinery, Show machinery and experimenting. Let me tell you this. I don't know why they got this big old Google ad over this article, but I don't appreciate this ad at all being right here. And then I just got rid of the ad. Um, experiments in his proficiency. This is making me mad. But yeah, there's a big chunk of the paragraph where I'm supposed to talk about. I don't like messing up people's biographies. Um, but... There's a part of Google ad that's covering his biography, and I don't appreciate that at all. Let me go ahead and, and continue. It says, experiments and his proficiency for fixing things travel fast, and he worked for that covered up. He worked in the Cleveland area, of course. In 1907, the inventor opened his sewing equipment and repair shop. This is straight up rude. Let me go out and come back in. See if I get it right this time. All right, here we go. You know what? I'm going to say this real quick uh, to people who um, who are over this website. Me, y'all sitting up here with Google ads and the Google ad is partially covering Garrett Morgan's uh, biography. Fuck you. I don't appreciate that. Unbelievable. I can't see half. I can't see most of his biography. I can't see the last part of the sentence. In 1909, he expanded Enterprise to include a tailoring shop as well. Morgan married twice, first to Mad Nelson in 1896. They were divorced in 19. They were born divorced in 1898. I said I meant 1896, sorry. And they were divorced in 1898. Hassett, a seamstress from Bohemia, it was one of the earliest interracial marriages.
that was his um second wife okay so we're going to be talking about the safety hood and early gas mask In 1914, Morgan was awarded two patents for the invention of an early gas mask projector. He, the manufacturer, he manufactured the mask and sold it nationally and internationally. Let me, golly. See, this didn't do that. When I first went on here, I, I don't understand this. But anyway, anyway, this ad is being very disrespectful. The thing, so it's just crazy to me. And it still hasn't removed itself. How disrespectful. Oh my goodness. This was not doing this when I was looking at it. Shout out for to people who put uh, ads over people's biographies. So I can't tell you how great of a person this man is. And this irks me because I don't feel like the, 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 the podcast I did yesterday for Dr. Gladys West was good enough. Now I'm screwing up Garrett Morgan's and now I'm going to go plump the fuck off. Um... I'm going to find another article, but this one was very detailed, very much so, and that's why I was using it. And I found it to be crazy that it's blocking his biography. The bi other biography I found does not have information like this on it. Um, This is highly disrespectful. I don't appreciate that. Once again, I'm over here trying to read the article. I guess y'all get paid means more than people learning about this amazing person. All right. So we're going to go back a little bit, and it says, in 1895, Morgan moved to Cleveland, Ohio. He took a position as a sewing machine repairman. Twelve years later, Morgan had accumulated enough money to begin his own sewing machine repair business. Over the next several years, Morgan expanded his business interest to include a tailor establishment, a personal grooming product company, and also a newspaper, The Cleveland Call. By 1920, Morgan had became a wealthy man with dozens of workers in his employee. Employee. 
Morgan was also interested in inventions. His tailoring business was equipped with machines that he personally designed. During the 1910s and the 1920s, Morgan continued to invent new items. Most of them, most of these items were to improve safety on the street and in the workplace. Morgan was most famous for patenting the first traffic signal in the United States. Morgan himself, an automobile owner, witnessed a crash between the car and the buggy. This event especially convinced supposedly convinced the inventor to create the stoplight. On November the 20th, 1923, Morgan received his patent. His traffic signal was mounted on a T-shaped pole. It had three different types of signal, stop, go, and stop in all directions. The stop in all directions signal was to allow pedestrians to cross the street safety, safely. Morgan eventually patented this device in Canada and Great Britain as well. He sold his patent to General Electric Corporation for $40,000. Damn, we could have been a billionaire. Morgan also invented numerous other products. In 1916, he patented his version of the gas mask. Morgan demonstrated his superior designs when a group of miners were trapped in a shaft under Lake Erie. He immediately received orders of this product from his fire department and mine owners across the United States and Europe. The United States Army also utilized slightly redesigned Morgan gas masks during World War I. In addition to the traffic signal and the gas mask, Morgan also invented a zigzag stitching device for manually operating sewing machines. Now, that's the short and sweet one, but I really wanted to get detailed on this. I don't appreciate those ads. I really don't. I don't know what's going on. Let's go back and see if those ads are still there. I reported it just because it was covering my my information about him let's see we get to it real quick and oh it got worse actually They made the ad bigger. <sighs> yeah, no, I'm gonna be irritated for the rest of the day because of this shit. <laughs> And if you know me in real life, you know me as a person, you know right now I want to throw the computer and beat the shit out of this fucking tablet right now. Like, I really... Ugh, this irritates me. Because like I said, it's a very detailed article. I don't understand why would you put ads on an article about somebody who invented something that helped you breathe during a war that y'all caused. But you know, it's cool. It is what it is. Yes, I'm going to find another article. We're going to keep this podcast going because I feel like I want to spend more time. I want to give you detail, um, details about him inventing things, okay? I don't want to just do something short and sweet and it's not as detailed as it's supposed to be. 
because it's a it's a story to how these things come about. Okay, you don't just come out of nowhere and be like, okay, I want to do this. No. And see, once again, I'm looking at another article dealing with him, and they have a big ad in the middle of the article. Y'all have a funny way of being disrespectful to us people of color. Very funny way. Okay. So I found this article from scientificamerican.com. It was written by Leo DeLuca on February 25th, 2021. And it says Black inventor Garrett Morgan saved countless lives with gas masks and approved traffic lights. In 1916, he strapped on his safety hood and dragged rescuers to safety, but racism prevented him from being hailed as a hero. Just before midnight at the close of a hot summer day in 1916, a natural gas pocket exploded 120 feet beneath the wave of Lake Erie. It happened during the work on Cleveland's newest waterworks tunnel, a 10-foot-wide underwater artery designed to pull in water from about five miles out beyond the city's polluted shoreline. The blast left twisted conduit pipe littering the tunnel tunnel floors and tore railroad tracks inside the corridor with noxious noxious smoke curling off the rubble when the dust settled 11 tunnel workers were dead two rescue parties entered the tunnels so searching for survivors but they lacked proper safety equipment for the smoke fumes 11 of the 18 rescuers died some 11 hours later Desperate to save anyone still alive, the Cleveland police turned to Garrett A. Morgan, a local inventor who called himself the Black Edison and the gas mask he had patented it, pat, pat, patented it, patent, patented it two years earlier. He rustled his brother, Frank, says the inventor's granddaughter, Sandra Morgan, they threw a bunch of gas masks in a car, remembered they were selling these things, and in their pajamas drove down to the lakefront. Morgan Invention was born out of tragedy. A fire enveloped New York Triangle Shortwaist Company on March 25, 1911, killing 146 garment workers, most of them young female immigrants who were locked in the factory. The incident put the 
adequacy of fire code and safety equipment or national display. And Morgan, who had himself once worked in Cleveland's booming garment industry, decided to try his hand at an effective mask. He attacked a problem that had stimmed inventors for years, smoke inhalation. Pulmonary complication following smoke inhalation accounted for about 77% of fire-related deaths, says Samita Cartry, a pulmonist at Cleveland Clinic, and it mostly... And it's mostly from carbon monoxide poisoning. Carbon monoxide is very attracted to hemoglobin, the oxygen carrying protein in our red blood cells and attached to the red blood cells much easier than oxygen. Blood cells need to release oxygen to the body. But when they're bound by the carbon monoxide, oxygen isn't getting to your muscle tissue, organs, and brain. You're basically suffocating from inside at the cellular level. Morgan knew carbon monoxide tend to linger at roughly the level of a standing person's head, whereas cleaner air hovers closer to the feet, so he designed his device to draw air through a long tube that hung near that ground like a tail. It diverged at a tailbone level into two hoses that snake up either side of the wearer's ribcage and below the underarm, finally entering the mask, a hood resembling a beekeeper's helmet like a serpentine walrus tusk. From behind, the system resembled a Y, and its dangling intake tube was reminiscent of an elephant trunk. These animals, in fact, seem to have fired up Morgan's imagination. As I understand it, it, he took inspiration from an elephant at the circus, Sandra said. It was boiling hot, and he saw the elephants stick their trunks out of the tent to get fresh air. But Morgan's brilliant observation and the simple but practical device that resulted from him proved difficult to sell. His father was the son of a Confederate general, John Hunt Morgan, and an enslaved black woman, Sandra says. And Morgan's mother was black, which means the inventor was fully subject to racism. He attended school through sixth grade and was largely self-taught. But his ingenuity eventually went out. At the many failed attempts to sell what he called his safety hood, Morgan created a theatrical scheme by, by, by scheme to bypass potential buyers' bigotry. In 1914, he hired a white actor to pose as an inventor. Morgan then disguised himself, filled the tent with a noxious smoke, and cued the actor to entertain the crowd as Morgan strapped on his breathing device and entered the tent where he waited for nearly half an hour before emerging safely to an angst audience. Brissell's Follow a newspaper report demonstration, and that's how the Cleveland Police Department knew about Morgan's device. Cleveland in 1916 was swelling to become the nation's fifth largest city. Its growing population was overwhelming, and the sewer system and dangerously contaminated the Lake Erie water supply. Water, Waterworks Tunnel extended miles beyond the work of pollution, offering the promise of a cleaner drinking water. To create the tunnel, workers known as the Sand Hogs had to bury beneath the lake bed through the sand, gypsum, limestone, and mammoth's reserve of natural gas. The latter was formed millions of years later after dead plants and animals mingled with slit, sand, and calcium bicarbonate and over time became buried during deep under the Lake Erie. Multiple layer, layers of sediment added pressures and heat to this mixture, eventually transforming the carbon and hydrogen in contained in natural gases. More than 3 trillion cubic feet of it lied beneath the lake. And just before midnight on July 24, 1916, the same hall struck an explosive pocket by the time Morgan was called in. 
and descended the tunnel, bodies from the two previous rescue parties laid shrewd across the root tube. But eight men were still alive and Morgan hauled them all to safety. The next day, though, reports in the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, and the Chicago Tribune, Tribune, and the other newspaper failed to mention Morgan. The foreman and the others were given a big cash bonded medals. They're recognized in paper. Sandra says, my grandfather was not. Mm. Morgan was indignant. He wrote a scorching letter to the Cleveland mayor, Harry Davis. Sandra says, quoting from a copy, I am not a well-educated man. However, I have a PhD from the School of Hard Knocks and Cruel Treatment. Yes, sir. Some five years later, in the early 1920s, the, invent the inventor witnessed a horrific accident between the automobile and the horse-drawn carriage on the intersection. Once again, his ingenuity kicked in. Before Morgan traffic signal only had two positions, stop and go, my grandfather's great improvement, Sandra says, was that all holes what is known the amber light. Morgan patented three position traffic signals in 1923 and sold the idea to General Electric for $40,000, equivalent today about $610,000, and it's still not enough to what he did because he invented something that saved lives. He purchased 250 acres later, that year in the Wakeman, Ohio, and transferred it into an African-American country club completed with the party room and dance hall. Garrett, Morgan, Garrett Augustus Morgan died at the Cleveland Clinic on July 27, 1963, after a lingering illness reported the popular African-American newspaper, the Pittsburgh Courier. He was 87 years old, being blind for the past 15 years. Half a century later, his inventions wanted to display the opening of the National Museum of African American History and Culture, honoring a brilliant inventor who risked his life to save eight men and through his invention continued to save lives, countless lives. This is the conclusion. I appreciate a Scientific American for not interrupting me talking about this with um, ads. The ad, the ad, though, was, I mean, the, the article that I found, it was a really good detailed article about Garrett Morgan. Um, you know, I got to get my little two cents about this. Now that y'all know that a black man invented the traffic signal, will y'all stop at the red light? I'm sure where you going, it's going to be there. It's going to be there. It ain't going nowhere, okay? I know people been saying that outside is gone. Outside is still outside, okay? It is still there. There's no need to rush through the light. There's no need to hurt yourself. There's no need to, to kill somebody else because you want to sit there and get through the light. A black man invented the traffic signal. So obey what he did, okay? It's not about some freaking law and, and y'all what just... Just, just stop at the red light, and I want y'all to think about Garrett A. Morgan. They didn't give him much credit when he was alive. He didn't get what he deserved when he was alive. 
But his inventions to this day still matter. The gas mask. Firefighters still use the gas mask. They're able to save so many people, whether they um, are in the ground, in the mine shaft, or whether they are in a burning building. They're able to save many lives because Gary, Garrett Morgan did it, okay? With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast with me cussing out an ad. <laughs> Sorry, Google. I was playing. Um, just when you see a gas mask, even when you see a zigzag in a pattern that's sewn, think of Garrett A. Morgan. He's another human being who has saved lives, countless lives, because of his invention. We don't have to deal with with firefighters dying from inhaling carbon monoxide. Because of his invention, people were able to go to war without inhaling the smoke. Because of his invention, he caused so many people to stop having car accidents. So just in case you guys don't know, I'm just letting you guys know in the Cal County area, a black man invented the stoplight. So when the lights turn red, stop and just Honor him by stopping because he invented it for you to not drive like you're batshit crazy. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is Lady Tiffany Mine. This is These Walls Are Thin. What you do in the dark will come to light. Garrett Morgan was creating things to save people life in the dark. And he has saved many lives. I salute you, Garrett Morgan. And I appreciate you for everything you have done. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I am so Audi. I forgot to tell you who I'm going to talk about tomorrow. Because I was busy cussing out Google. You guys don't cuss out Google. It's bad for business. Tomorrow, I will be talking about Josephine Baker and the unknown things that she has done. Everybody loved the glamorous Josephine Baker, but nobody talked about the covert operation that she did during World War II and how she served in Paris. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I am like so outie.